Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy hump day to you. Yes, we are humping our way through this Republican National Convention. What do you guys think? I am just, again, you know, yesterday's show I said I'm really hesitant to call it a production, although I've heard Fox News refer to it as a production all day giving President Trump mad props because, you know, after all, he is the quintessential uh, theatrical actor. I don't think that's his role uh, as president at all. I don't think that's been what we've seen for the past four years. I don't think he's been acting his way through this at all. I think this is exactly who he is. I think the authenticity to uh, turn this country around as well as save it Quite honestly, because that's where we are. It's going to take a uh, a saving of this nation, and that's something that he's worked overtime to do. I don't know when the man sleeps, for God's sakes. <sighs> but so many things jumped out at me last night. First of all, I felt like it was the night of God finally brought him back into the equation, back to the conversation of the country. Believe it or not, there are many Americans who do not want God to be removed from the country and Democrats as well. Democrats as well. I think the party, I think the Democrat party overplayed their hand on that because that's what they do. I mean, for God's sakes, they marginalize everything and everyone, including God. I mean, they, they utilize anything they can to mm, galvanize their base really around a big bag of nothing. So I was so moved by the fact that God was at front and center last night. I mean, just right out of the chute. Great prayer. Um, I love how people today speak for the late Reverend Billy Graham as if, you know, as if, especially the sanctimonious Christians who still... Uh, better known as never-Trumpers, who still can't get over the fact that he's our president, much less another four more years of him. They still believe, because he said the P word, you know, there's no way God would use someone like that. That's what you hear still to this day. They're still waiting for Jesus to descend into the Oval Office. Fair enough. That'd be amazing. But I'm really proud of what was said last evening, especially on behalf of the Graham family and Christians all over the country. You know, this this is this is our time. If if you want to continue down the path of death, hell and destruction, for sure vote for Joe Biden. But the Graham family has been very clear that their late patriarch would absolutely be beside and behind President Donald J. Trump. So it's just kind of unnerving to me that people, you know, still want to speak on his behalf. 
So a lot was said last night. Tiffany Trump spoke. We haven't really heard a lot from Tiffany. I've often said I can't imagine what it's like to try and walk in the shadow of Ivanka. I mean, I, that that's just something, I mean, and just as a woman, woman to woman, that's something that I go, hmm, much less as her sister, right? She's just such a, a gracious, grace-filled, poised woman. But Tiffany was there last night, and I was proud of her. She did such a great job of being her own woman. I feel like this was like a coming out moment for her. She just graduated from law school. She was representing the youth vote. And she did it really well. This is what she had to say about her father. A vote for my father, Donald J. Trump, is a vote to uphold our American ideals. There you go. Uphold our American ideals. For some people, that's... People don't know what that means, right? One of our ideals is remaining attached to our country's history. And here's some interesting uh, numbers for you. All right. A CBS News poll found that most Americans felt it was important to preserve the, quote, cultural heritage of America's founders. That included 77% of Republicans and 6 in 10 independents, though most Democrats disagreed. Even today, Americans remain divided over whether it's a good idea to take down monuments that may or may not be symbols of white supremacy to some, including those devoted to Confederate leaders. When asked specifically about statues of Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, both of whom owned slaves, nearly three-quarters of registered voters told Fox News pollsters last month that they should stay up. It's a matter of history for most people. They're not a fa- most of my black friends, nine out of ten of them, who are okay with the founding of our country, understand that we have actually overcome, we've moved past. They're okay with monuments to the founders of that represent the founders of our country. So legacy matters, history matters. I hope that young lady is able to reach her age group. That would be a beautiful beautiful thing. Now, speaking of beautiful, Mrs. Melania Trump. Oh, what a classy lady. First lady of the United States. I mean, every time, every time I see her and I think (laughs) here she is, you know, the quintessential story of coming to America, right? And people still have the ability to refer to the president as a bigot and against immigrants. It's mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. For God's sakes, he married an immigrant who can speak more languages than than most of us can speak English accurately. Right? Bette Midler, gotta love her. That old bat. The first thing she tweets is, "Well, she she still can't speak English." Referring to Melania. I mean, the xenophobia that we are accused of on the right never rests on the left, particularly where the first lady is concerned. It is, it is very uh, disheartening, very disconcerting. But this is what she had to say about whether or not you can really trust the authenticity of her husband. 
Total honesty is what we as citizens deserve from our president. Whether you like it or not, you always know what he's thinking. Right? I can relate. And that is because he's an authentic person who loves this country and its people and wants to continue to make it better. Donald wants to keep your family safe. He wants to help your family succeed. He wants nothing more than for this country to prosper and he doesn't waste time playing politics. Amen. He doesn't waste time playing politics. And that is precisely why most of us voted for him. For those of you who are still hoping that he will become a, quote, Republican, as we know Republicans, thank God that is not going to happen. He does espouse the ideals of Republicanism. But I am so thankful that he is not an establishment GOPer. This is, Melania went on to tell us some other things about her husband and why we should vote for him. Despite what is being said again this year, I know, just as you do, that Americans will go to the polls and vote on the behalf of their families, our economy, our national security, and our children's future. To vote for those ideals is not a partisan vote. It is a common sense vote because those are goals and hopes that we all believe in. I believe that we need my husband's leadership now more than ever in order to bring us back once again to the greatest economy and the strongest country ever known. Amen. And speaking of economy, Larry uh, Kudlow, director of the U.S. Economic Council, financial guru, you've heard him for years, uh, on and off the air. Um, This is what he had to say about a vote for President Trump regarding our economy. Our economic choice is very clear. Do you want economic health, prosperity, opportunity, and optimism? Or do you want to turn back to the dark days of stagnation, recession, and pessimism? I believe there can't be better economic policies than we've had in recent years. So I say, stay with them. Amen. Amen. I mean, although prior to COVID, we were in... The, the greatest economic upturn our country has seen. I mean, COVID, China virus. I love it. The president never lets his foot off the gas with regard to the China virus. It's always the China virus to him. To remind us, I mean, that's where, that was the, well, that in Harvard, actually. But speaking of origination, speaking of the China virus, uh, something I heard today, which I found really interesting and extremely, speaking of authenticity, and uh, in, in lacking integrity, your drug companies that are currently running trials and tests very rapidly for a vaccine for COVID-19, they want protection. They want limited liability protection from what? The side effects. Because they're unknown. And they will be unknown, by and large, when they are injected into your body, into the bodies of your kids and your parents and your grandparents. Are you still going to sign up for a vaccine immediately? 
And I'm not an anti-vaxxer. That is not my mantra. I, I don't live by anti-vaccination rhetoric, but I, you know, I do do my research. And the things I'm reading about vaccines and what's in them is extremely disconcerting. Oh my gosh, speaking of what's in them and children and baby parts and human parts. How about Abby Johnson? I literally, I broke out into tears. Former um, Planned Parenthood director of a clinic. She was about to receive the Margaret Sanger Award of the decade, basically. And you know for what? You know what for, rather? Um, Performing the most abortions, hitting her goals to extinguish the lives of more children than other clinics around the country. And fabulous movie. If you haven't seen it, you should. And you should. And, and I believe it's okay for any child, my God, after all the crap they play online anyway and all the things that they're accustomed to seeing at any given point in time, I think uh, anyone 12 and over uh, should see the movie uh, about Abby Johnson's life. She watched a child. I want to say the fetus was, I'm trying to remember how many weeks along the pregnancy was. It wasn't as long as you might think. And as the suction tube went to grab the baby and, and take the baby from the mother's uterus, the, they turned the suction tube on and you could see the little legs kicking um, and fighting. And she described that last night. She also, I didn't really lose it until I heard, because I've seen the movie. But something I didn't realize is when she said, did you know that abortion has a smell? And I went, okay, that's it. I'm done. Like that was it for me. I, I And I burst into, t- it did something to, my, it pricked my soul as a mother. I I couldn't. I could not contain myself at that point. It was over. And, and I thought, wow, I, A, I did not know that. I'm not a woman that shames women who have had abortions. Um, I, I've ministered to countless women who have had them, and it's something that haunts them for the rest of their lives, and men as well. And so I've only run into probably three women in my lifetime who have said, nope, I'm not haunted at all. It was the greatest thing ever. Um, the best decision I ever made for my life because it would have just been awful for everybody involved. And they honestly don't lose sleep over it. So, But nine out of ten women are going to lose um, sleep over that decision. So I don't spend a lot of time shaming people over that because it's not my place to do so. It is my place to defend life and to be a voice for the unborn. Absolutely. Uh, But man, she blew me away and she blew the covers off of Planned Parenthood. So, and again, pundits immediately hit the airwaves with, you know, she inaccurately portrayed, you know, there were falsehoods. and, And I'm like, she was the director of an abortion clinic winning awards for the number of abortions she performed. So, and had a come to Jesus moment where it's like, 
she couldn't do it anymore. Really went through a very difficult time, which is all portrayed um, in the movie about her life. Just priceless. Um, So President Trump appeared three times last evening, which has got people up in arms feeling as if the lines are a little blurred between his presidency and his campaign. Apparently never before in the history of the presidency has anyone, you know, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? For some reason it has escaped me all day and I have a mother who's an immigrant, but we watched five immigrants become United States citizens. That was amazing right there. Right. How about the gentleman who was a, a uh, locked away, incarcerated, made a deal with God? Hey, no matter if I if I if the judge grants me grace and leniency, fair enough. I'll sit by, you know, I'll go out there and preach your name from now until I meet you face to face. If not, I'm stuck in here. I'm still going to preach your name and meet you face to face. And he's awarded, you know, he, immediately he's released last night. The president pardons him. He gets out of jail. He goes on to. Uh, restore the lives of of countless people who are re-entering society after being incarcerated. I mean, that happened. You know, I the guy looked like he had no idea it was about to happen. It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. I mean, again, from the beginning to the end, it really was about us. Last night was about us. I love the fact that the only person who really went after the Democrats pretty hard was Pam Bondi. Um, she, former AG of Florida, she, uh, man, talk about a, a um, just a hellified woman. Um, she essentially prosecuted Joe Biden and his son <laughs> on live television. It was great. You know, just listed out the offenses and, and carried out just a, a full-blown, non-emotional, non-emotional. The whole evening, again, if you were going to have emotions about anything, it w- it was going to be about the lives that have been restored through the policies and rollbacks of regulations, uh, the financial recovery, uh, military recovery, uh, promises made, promises kept of everyday Americans. That was beautiful. Small business owners, black, white, Asian, it, like, we are so grateful for this president. I mean, because of his policies, because he stood for us, because he kept his promises, our businesses pre-COVID, and even another lady was on there, hey, we got our our check. We weren't going to make it. We couldn't pay our employees. We got our check, and we're able to you know, stay in business and make sure that people keep their lights on and food on the table because the president went to bat. I mean, it was just... To me, it was so classy. I'm, I'm hesitant to use that word because it wasn't theatrical to me at all. I think people are, hmm, they're misrepresenting the heart. In because I'm in theater, I'm a musician, I'm, I'm extremely dramatic and theatrical. That's not what I got from last night. I got whatever psych ops or <laughs> whatever meetings they've had regarding this convention and and in the messaging they were going to roll out, that person deserves like some kind of an award or that team because the messaging is beyond on point. 
with this convention. It is positively on point, resonating with people, particularly people who are on the fence. And the Democrats know it, including Hillary Clinton. She's like, oh, crap. Here we go. Joe Biden, don't you dare concede, no matter how long it takes. Don't you dare concede. You know why she knows that? Because it's going to be a fight. And she knows that unless there's voter fraud involved, it's a done deal. It's going to be hashtag four more years. I mean, can you imagine, you know, from your from your armchair, the armchair warrior that Hillary is telling people, hey, whatever you do, however you have to, make sure you vote. And, uh, oh, hey, speaking of another phenomenal speaker from last evening who I had the pleasure of meeting back at uh, uh, Black Voices for Trump rally here in Atlanta, Georgia. He was newly elected Kentucky AG, first ever black attorney general of Kentucky, Daniel Cameron. Great young man. Great young man. He had a lot to say. Basically, hey, Joe, are you going to tell me I'm not black because I'm not voting for you? Speaking of Joe, where is Uncle Joe? I think Uncle Joe's still down in his basement, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, pretty sure he is. Um, Secretary of State Mike Mike Pompeo uh, chimed in as well from the Middle East. Apparently that's never been done before either. That kind of got some people in a kerfluffle because he was acting in his capacity as Secretary of State, and here he is campaigning for his boss, which I didn't happen to think was a conflict of interest. (laughs) It could be worse. He could be saying the exact opposite. But he reminded us of just exactly what this president has accomplished Uh, in comparison to the former administration. Today, because of the president's determination and leadership, the ISIS caliphate is wiped out. It's gone. Its evil leader, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, is dead. And our brave soldiers, they're on their way home. The president exited the U.S. from the disastrous nuclear deal with Iran and squeezed the Ayatollah, Hezbollah, and Hamas. Amen to that. I mean, really? During the Obama administration... What do we see? The rise of ISIS, ISIL. The first time I ever heard Barack Obama say that, I thought, "Mm, that's interesting. Spoken like a true sympathizer. Um, How many years have we been over there now? How many vacuums have we had to uh, seal off, contend with, promises made, promises kept? Along those lines, uh, Kentucky's, Speaking of Kentucky, got a lot of representation from there last evening. Rand Paul had this to say. Joe Biden will continue to spill our blood and treasure. President Trump will bring our heroes home. If you hate war like I hate war, if you want us to quit sending $50 billion every year to Afghanistan to build their roads and bridges instead of building them here at home, you need to support President Trump for another term. Amen. Bringing them home. We talked about that yesterday with regard to libertarians and how they feel, you know, actual libertarians about getting involved. I think most of us do as well. I mean, there's a part of me, I'll be honest with you, that feels like, hey, where there's much given, there's much required. And when little people are being uh, uh, pounced on by their own government, um, you know, it's probably time for the for the bigger government to step in and say, mm, no, genocide, not on our watch, right? But when you're starting to go after oil fields and, you know, the bed, the strange bedfellows of the Middle East. We have our own resources here. You know, a lot of that 
I'm I'm down with uh, with uh, Rand Paul as well. So t- this evening, I, I always find this. Well, I have found this very interesting. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence will deliver. He'll be kind of the guest of honor for the evening. He'll deliver his speech tonight from Fort McHenry in Baltimore, Maryland. How many of you realize that that's where our national anthem was written by Francis Scott Key? Right? Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming. Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say, does that star-spangled banner yet wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave. I love it. And it goes on and on and on. Can you imagine being there in that moment? So I'm excited about this evening. I'm sure Vice President Pence will have a lot to say. Melania did a beautiful job last evening. Beautiful woman. I mean, you just sit there and look at her all evening and that would do it. But um, her admonition, her speech was very well written, very well delivered. Uh, very authentic. I love hearing from her. I wish we would hear from her more often, quite honestly. Um, be best, right? Be best is her mantra. Okay, so tonight we uh, are also celebrating. Hold on. This is interesting. <laughs> Two things that caught my eye. Uh, tonight we're cel- well, today rather, we've been celebrating a uh, hundred years of women's equality. So the 19th Amendment was certified and officially implemented. So it's Women's Equality Day shared with, are you ready? National Dog Day. <laughs> I think I might have to leave you on that note. Okay, you're welcome to sign off on my uh on my website, I would love to hear from you. Uh, sound off, rather, on my open mic, monicamatthews.com. I love getting your open mics. Sometimes I play them on my show, so be prepared for that. Uh, but what are you thinking about the RNC? You can also tweet to me at Monica on Air Talk, the Monica Matthews on Facebook. Sign up for my newsletters at monicamatthews.com. I do hope my podcasts are coming to you daily. If not, you can sign up for those too, all over the place. All right, I'll be back tomorrow. I love you guys. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, while you're celebrating women and dogs, (laughs) if you're an American, act like one.